You're listening to Spraymakers, a podcast that dives deep into the world of slalom with Rossi and Trent. Skiing in glare and rain is something that all skiers will face at some point and something that many skiers face often. Learn how to conquer those conditions in this week's episode. You know, when you get to a tournament, you end up on an east-west lake and you're up at 8 a.m. You know, oh, super glare. You know, like, oh, great. Super like, glare. I can't see. Yeah, super glare. Or, or the other one that I think we should talk about today is... Man, the weather's not oh yep, it's raining. It's raining, but it's not raining hard enough that they're gonna stop the tournament. I gotta ski yeah. my Are they gonna the stop rain. it? Are they not gonna stop it? Are, are we going? Are we, are we stopping? What, what's going on here? Exactly. <laughs> Please stop <We're>, it. <laughs> Please, I don't wanna do this. Oh now I have to. So, you know, it just brings up that idea like let, let's give a shot at, you know, strategies and what to do when you have uh, adverse condition like glare or rain. So you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe let's just start with uh, glare. You know, there's always there's sun there and it, 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 is, it does affect a lot of things. And so, you know, when you get to a when you get to a site or, or an event or whatever and, and there's glare, what, what's running through your head, Trent? Yeah. And this is actually the perfect time of year to, to, to dump into this. Like, I mean, every lake is different, but for, for my lake where I ski, this is the glary time of year. Um, you know, if you're going to be skiing before eight 30 or after five 15, it's going to be glary. Um, and that's, that's another one too, where, you know, some people, you know, I'll watch people even in practice and they just keep skiing one direction, you know, like they'll ski down, as soon as they get through the gates, they'll spin back and, and go down, stop and come back the same direction again because they don't want to mess with it. Um, so, I mean, one, mess with it because, because it's it, it, you are, if you ski tournaments, you are it, inevitably, you're, it's going to happen at some point. You're, it's going to be blown out glary. Um, as blown out meaning overexposed glary. Um, or even if you don't ski practice, you, you show up after work and it's, you know, that time of the year, if it's late fall or whatever, where you get glary, it, it's going to be glary. So I, I think I think the thing that surprises most people when they ask me this question is, is there is actually strategy involved. Um, you know, a lot of it is just hope for the best. I get it. A lot of it is like, you know, how, squint. I get that too. But but there actually is strategy. And, and for me, the thing that I remind myself and, and it, maybe it's obvious and maybe it's not is, is don't look at that, that focal point, like that point where, where it's super blown out that point in the course where the sun is. And that's where everyone wants to look. So Deer like just say headlight, it's buddy. on your, exactly. Cause I, I, I always <laughs> think like, it's not really, it, and that is it, right? I mean, and what happens to a deer in headlights? Mm-hmm. The outcome is not good for the deer nor your truck. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, spoken like a Saskatchewan boy, but, but it, it's, it's not, it's not the glare that gets you. It, it's that overexposure. It's that your, you know, your pupils just whoop, super dilate. And then, and then it's the preceding, you know, you know, a 10th of a second or two tenths of a second where you can't see anything. So, so it, this one's obvious. Don't look at it. You know, if, if the, if the glare is on the gates, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to use a pre gates, you know, like I typically would, but in the glide, I, there's no way I'm going to look there. I'm going to look, I'm going to look before there or after, you know, before the glare point or after the glare point or over the glare point. But I'm, but don't let your eyes get drawn into that exact point, you know, because it's, again, it's, it, it's not so much that you, what you can't see then, it's what you're not going to see down the road while your eyes try to recuperate from that. And it's the same thing if it's on one ball. If I, I'm coming into one, I'm going to look 
past it or inside it or outside it, um, just depending on where ex- you know exactly that glare is. Probably probably outside it is typically best if it's right on that buoy line because you'll you'll see it through your peripherals and you'll see the shadow of the buoy. I promise you. But just keep avert your eyes. Do not look at that one point. Uh, it seems obvious, but I think like you you can strategize this thing. I really, I really like the the way the way that you spun that and and went to it, and it it actually brought up something that my my grandfather actually blew my mind one day when we were driving in heavy fog, you know, and and uh, I I grew up in Vermont, so we got like that that fog that comes in that you could you could mm-hmm. part with your hands, you know, what I mean, like it's so <laughs> so thick, yeah. and and I'm driving, I'm just trying to see the road, it's dark, you know, I've got my lights on, the white is reflecting so bright off the fog. And he, he told me something, and I, I will never forget this. He told me something. He said, focus your eyes on the white line on the side of the road. He's like, look look away yeah. from where your headlights are. Find a focal point that you can focus on. And and I, I like immediately, as soon as I did that, everything came back into focus. And I, and I felt a yeah. lot more confident. And now I do that when I'm in snowy conditions or whatever. So the point being, I think the, where, where you, where you led the listeners is, is, is correct. in that, you know, don't do the deer and headlights thing and, and just stare at the sun. Um, more importantly, one thing I wanted to back up to real quick, like we're not telling yeah. you to go out and try to run your personal best in the glare in practice. Okay. I mean, I think you need to understand like, and I, and I'll tell you to go out and ski in wind as well. But like, there is a point at which you need to understand, like, don't go out and, and hit a buoy yeah. and hurt an ankle because you were doing what the guys on spray makers told you to do. And and now you're, now you're, you know, set, set back for a while <laughs> and things like that. I think, I think to understand it, like go out and ski some of your easier passes in, in, in these conditions so that when you're presented these, um, these roadblocks, uh, when you're at events, that, that you're ready for them, you know? So exactly. It's like, it's like, it's like, for me, it's like, it's like to be, to be the best that you can be, you need to be able to experience it in all conditions whatsoever. And so rough water is something glare is something rain is something. I mean, you just have to experience all these things and not just shut down when these things happen. You know, I see so many people shut down in the glare you know, okay, like perfect example. People, uh, and we, we need to talk about this, about uh, goggles, glasses, things like that for glare. I know people use them. Great. If you've never used glasses and then all of a sudden you're at a tournament and someone, you know, all of a sudden people are wearing glasses and you're like, well, I'm going to wear glasses. I don't recommend that. I don't think yeah. that's going to be something because <laughs> you've never tried it. You haven't experienced it. So yeah. just in and, in, and, in and of itself, when you put those glasses on, now you've put yourself into a whole new realm that you're you're you haven't been exposed to. So anyway, I think I think that's a really big key key there is be safe, but you do need to expose yourself to these kind of situations so that you know you have experienced them. You can experience uh, uh, success and failure in that in that zone and learn from it, and then that's just going to make you a better skier. So you know I really love that idea of where to look uh, when you're when you're in glare. I mean I think. I'm, I'm just going to keep ranting here since, uh, since I'm going on a tangent, but well, I'm not tangenting, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just rambling on. Um, you know, <laughs> the thing that I always tell myself in adverse conditions, the buoys are still in the exact same spot and yeah. you've done this how many times? I mean, listeners, how many times have you run that course? 
you know, how many times have you free skied into the sun? Whatever it is, like you've done this over and over and over again. You know instinctively where that buoy is. You know what to do. What's happening, I think, from the bigger grand scheme of things is that one thing that you're not used to is taking you off of your game plan. Your game plan doesn't change when you can't see. You know, like I know that sounds crazy yeah. and sounds scary, but it does not change. You know, you don't, when you pull out for the gates, guess what? You're going to be working on getting the best gate you can possibly get to be able to generate that speed into the first wake, to be able to transition at center line, to be, you know, to ride that, that line out to the apex. Like these are things that you got to focus on. And when you're presented something you're not used to, you're going to be distracted. And I, that distraction is what gets yeah. you. So, wow. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's no, it. I'm not talking it. the rest and of the episode. <laughs> no. So, so, so strategy, you know, again, you know, look like, you know, adjust your gaze. So it is, it, it, it's on a line that is not directly into those flashpoints to perhaps, you know, like, like Rossi had mentioned, you don't want to run your hardest pass in a direction that you cannot see. So th this is one of those you know, one of those occasions in a tournament or end in practice that perhaps, you know, there's going to be a little bit of strategy. You know, if you're, if you're at, at your regional tournament and all the boys are starting at 28 off, coming back 32 off, going back 35 into the glare and they're checking at one ball because they can't see it and ending up, you know, only getting two buoys or, or whatever those numbers happen to be like, maybe that's your, that's your opportunity to be like, Hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I want my hardest pass, whatever that is in the direction with the sun at my back. You know, and so you can, you know, get, and again, given that you've practiced starting at different line lengths, maybe you, you know, back it up and start at a line length easier or, 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 harder. Can't you just ask him to just always go with the sun at your back? Yeah, exactly. Just spin me out and we'll start over like I do in practice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. Sorry. You know, no, so that's your thing, right? So, uh, so, you know, you can, you know, you can be a little bit victim and oh my gosh, it's glary. This, this stinks. Or you can like, you can be a little bit proactive, you know, adjust your gaze accordingly. And then if, if, if there is some strategy that, that could be beneficial at the particular tournament you're at, then, or if it's just, you know, you're just your backyard rating, you know, fun tournament, then that's a good opportunity to practice for next year's regionals, you know, that perhaps you might have to, you know, employ the same technique. So that one, that one is, um, you know, glare is a good one to talk about first because that that is going to be at every tournament at some point of the day, and and even if it's not an you know an East West Lake, you know, some, just some times of the day are brighter than others, and no 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 no. What about what about when you're skiing in let's just say Louisiana or Alabama or or places that can just unleash Florida can unleash just torrential rains at the drop of a hat. Skiing in rains is a is a tough one, right? Because I mean, it just no matter what you do, it's the, you know, visibility is going to be somewhat limited, you know? Um, and they don't like to stop these things, man. They, they like to run these tournaments, especially, especially pro events. You know, uh, it seems like maybe regional tournaments, they're going to be a little bit kinder. Um, but I mean, it, you know, nationals, they're going to run that until it's deemed unsafe, you know, or the driver simply can't do his job. Uh, what, what, what's your rain experience? Rain. Oh man. Uh, rain is the, is the ultimate distractor. Cause you don't get any, you don't get any relief. 
You know, I mean, it's like you and I skied back in the day when we had spray off the boat. I mean, how distracting was that when you're going behind the boat and you get punched in the eye? Like it it literally felt like a black (laughs) eye. You know what I mean? Like, so, so we had some exposure to that. I mean, my, my, I went to the, to UCF, uh, Central Florida. Uh, I skied on a wonderful, wonderful, I mean, our men's team was, was top in the country. Um, it was, it was the slalom team that I was on was insane. So every Thursday night we had, uh, Thursday night before a tournament, we had a tournament for our team to decide who skis in the event. Like basically if you didn't win top five on Thursday night, oh yeah, you know who I had to ski against? Your big brother. You know, (laughs) that's right. Yeah. You know how scary that is? That dude's a beast, man. (laughs) I mean, he's still kind of scary. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like teddy bear, teddy bear on the inside, but but I mean, when I, when I had to like, I, I was looking at a grown man and I'm, I'm an 18 year old punk coming out of Vermont, you know, but, you know, and, and so we had, but we had no, there was no, you just doesn't, didn't matter what the scenario was Thursday night shootout and we had great driving yeah. and it was awesome. But my first one, you know, and I want nothing more than to show these guys why I, uh, why I'm skiing for the team and, and why I'm, I'm somebody that's going to be there the whole time. You know, like this is, I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm, I'm blowing this. And what happens exactly the scenario you're talking about. I would say that this, this amount of rain that we were skiing in was above and beyond anything that you would ever ski in a tournament. But I think the idea was, let's see who can, who can, um, who can, have success in, in this scenario, because then we know that this guy is going to be able to perform in the tournament, no matter what, right? Like if it's Claire, if it's, you know, yeah, whatever it is. So, but I mean, I literally had to do this in the beat down behind a 1994 <laughs> Mastercraft, wonderful boat, but all boats back then had spray. So we had wind, we yeah. had rain, it was nuts. And I was able to go out and, and run right up to my PB. You know, like the water doesn't change. If anything, yeah. <laughs> rain, if anything, rain helps the water, yes. especially if it's, especially if you're not getting the wind rain, if you're just getting the down rain, um, that, that's a, that, that breaks up surface tension in the water yeah. really allowed your ski to feel good. So I think the, the, the main thing when I get, when I get in any of these situations is to identify that, that, that is a distraction and that I am not going to recognize this distraction. So Yes. And then number two, practice what you're going to do in a tournament. You know, that's going back to the goggles. That's going back to sunglasses. That's going back to, you know, anything. That's why we have to practice this. So, I mean, for me, there's the number one most important thing to just keep telling yourself. The buoys are in the same spot. I do this every single day. What are my keys to success? Those keys to success are usually um, you know, two or one or three things that you can think about while you're skiing and all of the things that are happening around you are trying to take you off your path. Stay focused. I mean, I saw Terry winter at a uh, water ski magazine shootout one year, you know, yeah. um, it was, it was, you know, we had the typical rainstorm comes in, you know, the tournament, uh, Terry winter is up next. I ski great. I went out and skied. I think I ran two at 41. I'm like sitting pretty, you know, and then all of a sudden rainstorm comes in, Terry winter was up next. That guy put on a jacket and sat on the dock in the rain, staring at that course 
while everyone else ran for their truck, ran for wherever they could be. Everybody was, you know, and, and I look out and Terry's just, he's just looking down that course, man. He's like, I don't care. Nothing is going to take me away from my goal. And guess what? The guy went out and won the tournament. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and, and he, you know, he skied and he skied, yeah. you know, we started skiing again in the rain, but he, he's like, I'm not getting out of my element. I'm not, I'm not letting this distract yeah. me. Yep. You know, what are some things that, that, uh, that pop in your mind when, when these scenarios come up? Well, it, it's exactly that. It, it's trying to, <clears throat> it's trying to, it just, it, it's accepting the fact that, that you're going to have limited visibility, but, but it's still, but not letting it change your rhythm. Right. Um, someone had mentioned to me the other day I, I was coaching and, and it started raining and, and, uh, just like with my own skiing, like, I, like when it's my turn, you know, when I've decided, okay, I'm going to ski at two o'clock. If it's, if it's raining at two o'clock, I ski at two o'clock because, you know, and, and I like, you know, I know I'm not, I'm not a tough guy that, oh, it's rainy. Let's go. I need rain practice. It's not like that. You know, I don't want to do it either, but, but I also, you know, it, when I schedule my practice ride, if it's windy, if it's glary, if it's rainy, that's, it, you know, I'm going to take advantage of it. Um, so I do anyway, the same thing, by the way, I, I mean, I do exactly the yeah, same thing it, and it drives yeah, it's, people nuts. It's, it's important. Like, just, just wait, <laughs> just wait. It's going to calm down in 10 minutes. Yep. I'm like, now's but my time. <laughs> now yeah. is my time. Um, and when you get to tournaments, you're going, this is going to happen. So anyway, sorry. Sorry, bro. You're gonna, you, no, no, you're right. No, you're, but I, cause you're going to remember that. And that's what, and I'll tell people when I'm coaching that too, like, you know, dude, you just ran whatever in, in pretty dang hard rain. You're, you're going to remember this, you know, it may not be this season. It may, it may be five years from now, but you'll remember it. You remember that, that, you know, that, that you know how to do this. Yeah. So someone had just mentioned like, oh man, I tried the winter wiper technique and it just didn't work. And, 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 and then, so now I'm kind of confused. Like what are you talking about? And, and it was a rapid blink, like a rapid blink. Da, 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 da. What? And, and, you know, yeah. And I'm like, well, maybe, you know, that really might work for someone, but for me, it's just like, okay, I, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have an, like a, I'm, I'm going to have a hard squint, but I'm still going to try and have like soft, you know, like soft eyes, if you will. Like, like I'm going to just see what I see. You know, but I'm not going to go out of my way to try and see more. I'm not going to try and, you know, I've seen people position their faces in a different position to try and limit, you know, direct contact with their eyes or just, you know, squint and just, just kind of, you're going to adapt really quickly to how, the, how your visuals change. And they're going to be, you know, obviously they're going to be a little darker because you're squinting. They're going to be a little bit more confined, but you're, you're still going to see and process information at the same rate, you know, like, so I had, um, this was goes back to 20 I, i'm not i can't really remember the year it was, it was called the malibu cup it was like an event that it was at lyman hardy's uh in alabama where it hardly ever rains <laughs> you know the, the, the rain the rain in the south right like yeah, it, doesn't um, rain. It, it was like a lyman chad scott event and it, it was awesome and, and anyway <clears throat> prelims it, it was, it was raining, 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 you know, and, and then by, you know, my opening pass raining 35, raining 38, raining. And by the time I stopped for 39, it's that, it's that upside down rain. I call it like it's, it's raining so hard that the rain is coming back up off the water. It's yep. splashing so hard and, and great visual Chris Eller's driving and he's up. Yeah. And he's up on his knees because the windshield's so bad. So he's wearing glasses up on his knees, you know, and, and I just hear over the radio, you, you know, just finish this one off and we'll stop. And, and I'm thinking, okay, cool. That's, you know, no disrespect intended, but okay, cool. Um, and, and then, so I just had this, I had this, and it's funny, like, you know, I don't usually go here, but I had this, you know, we, we they pull me up and as I'm coming around the Island at Lyman's big, beautiful islands, I'm just like, I had this thought, like, 
there is zero chance that Mappo would miss this. And it, and it gave me like just this, you know, this really nice calm. And, and, and it was just that it was like, okay, I, I'm just going to have, I'm just going to be, have softer, you know, just softer vision. I'm not, I'm not going to struggle to see, I'm, I'm going to see exactly what I see and just everything can slow down a little bit. It's, it's, it's just when you, you know, when you try and force it and you're squinting too hard and you're blinking too hard and, and you're seeing everything and, and shutter, you know, kind of like shutter vision, just, just relax, squint a little bit. And, and like you said, like the timing's the same, the rhythm's the same and your, your body, your brain is going to adapt to the, you know, and it's going to process that information. It's just, just don't force it, you know, just relax. It, it, you, you can see in rain and take advantage of it again. Like, you know, a little squall comes in, go for it, you know? And, and like, like you mentioned earlier, if it's, if it's, if it's, you know, dangerous, just do easy passes, but just, just play with it. You know, don't, don't be victim to it. Just squint and just see if you can see if every pass, you can just see a little more and a little more of the course, just, you know, just simply by, you know, just that letting it happen a little bit. Um, Hey, what about, what about this one though? So you, you, this is, you know, this is your tournament. This is the tournament I'm going to run 32 off. There's a nice little, you know, a nice little headwind on my fourth pass. And then halfway through your, your division, whoop, the wind switches and now you've got a tail cross and it went from five mile an hour to 50 mile an hour. I guess where, I guess my, where I'm going is like, I, I always have a game plan, you know, before I even get to the tournament. But at, at what point do you start thinking about, about changing that plan or will you ever change the plan? Oh, I definitely will, will shift and adjust to that. I think that's a great, it's a great, it's a great topic because it's just another distraction. It's another point that is trying to pull you out of your game right? Like that's the way I look at all of these things. These things are trying to take you off your game. You see the wind switch. You're going to see people at that event or, or your friends, whether they're just, if you're just practicing with a bunch of, bunch of friends, like you'll see people rise to the occasion and you see people who get crushed by the occasion. So when things change, I think the really important thing is to be set in your game plan that you're going to do, but you have to be fluid. So just like, like, I mean, that's happened. I mean, I've been at Okahili Nationals, what would that be? 2008, 2008, right? So we had a pretty big field that year. I think we were 20 plus. And, um, and you know, it starts out and the dudes are, it's perfect. I mean, like middle of the day, it's perfect. It's, it's good. And then somewhere in the middle of the event, the winds start coming in and we're going to get a rainstorm, but guess what? we're going to try to get as many rides in before the rainstorm as we can, because it's nationals <laughs> and, you know, you have schedules, man. And, and this is, this is part of it. Like this is part of the game. So is it fair? I mean, absolutely not. Not when the first guy goes out and gets a glass calm condition at Okihili, And then all of a sudden you've got a 15 mile an hour tailwind, you know, or 20 mile an hour tailwind or, Oh, it's white capping you know, and we're still running this event. Like, is that fair? <laughs> let's not, let's not go there because I don't think that that's necessarily like I, like I went, I think I went like three years where I swear every time it was my time, it got windy every single time, like <laughs> perfect lake, you know, crappy site. Didn't matter where, where I was when it was my turn. And if you were around me, you got screwed too. Like, I don't know what happened, <laughs> yeah. man, but, yeah. I have, but I, but I must've milked the, the, the calm gods. And, and all of a sudden I was just getting, I was getting the win. So the, the idea is go into it with a game plan. Um, I, anytime that you're like, ah, I don't know, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. That never worked for me. I don't, I don't like that kind of idea because to me in that, in that deal, then I'm already out of 
I'm out of my element and I'm not in the zone. And so I'm, do, I'm not gonna do you bet. always, do, do you always have a plan B in your pocket then? Like, you, you know, like even like, like meaning like you get there and it's glass and bro, I got plans, but, but is that, yeah. So it's there already, huh? Like, and I mean, e. like, you know, and e. yeah, I mean, you gotta so have, you gotta have, you have it. to, right? Yeah. That's why, that's why what you're doing with your skiing at two o'clock. I mean, that's, yeah. and, th- and this is the reality for yeah. a lot of our listeners. You work until four, you drive to the lake, you're at the lake at five. There's glare. Yeah. I mean, come to, come to uh suntan where I, where I ski. I mean, right now, if you, if you ski in the afternoon, you're going to have glare going right down the lake. I mean, it just is what it is. So, you know, you got You got to adapt. And yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, well, I you, totally you get understand, that. you know, I understand like, be safe about things, but you gotta have the, the game plan. So, you know, back to that like tournament or whatever, like, yeah. So I was going to run my sweet headwind on my fourth pass. Now all of a sudden it's a tailwind, you know, yeah. I really didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to have to adjust, but now I'm going to have to think about, do I want to go, you know, uh, 32 up to 38, you know, 39 head that way instead, or whatever that is, you know what I mean? Like you have to, but that's why sticking to when you ski, allowing yourself to ski in conditions that are, um, maybe not optimal for what you wanted to do or what you thought you were going to get, but, but also choosing to be safe in those moments. Like I don't want you out there trying I mean, I, I, I ruined a season trying to be, trying to be a hero, uh, in practice, you know? So, I mean, I, 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 I've done it. I've done, I've been that guy, you know, but, but I think you have to, you have to expose yourself to, to everything. I mean, I just, I mean, I can't beat this up enough. Like you, you've got to do that. Um, and so have your game plans. And I think, I mean, I don't know that it's ever really worked out for me where I skied my first pass and got to the end and was like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm opting. I don't, I don't want to do that again, you know, but I, I did do those things. Um, where I had a game plan and the tailwind was stronger than I thought. I, you know, like where, where one of those ones where you, you get to the end of 32 off your, or your, your opening pass, you get to the end of your opening pass and you're like, Oh gosh, I just barely ran that, you know? And, and I think, <laughs> but, but I wanted to bring up one thing that, that is really important. So, but, the, but right there though, will you change on the, will you change on the fly though at that moment? Like, is that, I, is I, that okay? I, or, or, I or was that, or was it? That was plan D maybe though. Like, like exactly. if it's worse than I think, then I will do D. That was not in my game. I had A and B rolling and then you've got, yeah. you've got your, your back pocket ones. But I mean, you're going to go out there. You're going to know like, oh gosh, there's no, like for me, I started 32 off, right? So then I go, let's just say it's a, it's a, you know, it's a tailwind. It looks fine, you know, but you're just like, ah, I don't know. And you ski that tailwind and you get to the end and you're like, uh, I barely ran that. I I don't know that I've ever run my, so if I started 32 off then I'm going to have 38 off the next time I get to my tailwind. Right. So like, have I run 38 off in this windy of a condition? What are my percentages that I think I will run it? You know, and that's all realistic in my book. I'm not, these these are, I'm not stabbing at the dark. Like I've practiced in all of this stuff. How many times in the last three months have I run 38 off in a tailwind of this nature? Oh, wait, I've never practiced in it. Well, then you're done. You're already, your game yeah. is over. So that's why we're saying, A, you've got to put yourself out there and, and understand that every condition is something. But how many times have I done it? So yeah, every once in a while, you're going to get a surprise, but I would rather have, I have game plan A going, uh, 
three skiers before I go. And, you know, and I've, I've had this game plan from when I woke up in the morning, like this is what I'm doing today. And most people's game plan A is exactly the same thing that they do in practice every single day. And so you got A, but you got to have, you know, you got to have plan B ready. And then, like you said, the, the scenario changes, the wind changed. Oh, well, my plan A does not set me up right because I'm running a tailwind at my hardest pass. I don't want that uh, today because I know from me personally, let's just say that I have a slightly higher opportunity to run my hardest pass with a slight headwind than I do a slight tail. You know, maybe that's maybe that's your game plan or, or what you've noticed yeah. for, for your skiing. I mean, some people love tailwinds. Yeah. I, I like tailwinds, actually. But you know what I mean? Like that. What I'm getting at is, you know, instinctively what those percentages are. So or you should at least be able to reflect if you keep a, a log, you could go back and look at all this stuff and kind of tally it. That's why I like all this stuff, you know, but back to it, you know, you so you've got to have that plan B in your in your in your game plan. And say, I've got to pivot. Do I really want to run my first pass and go, ah, oh, plan B that I'm on now is not the plan. I got to go to plan <laughs> B or D. Like that's that's so few and far between, you know, but but it has been there. Yeah. I've done it. I, I mean, I did it at the Masters the year I skied really well. Um, so, I mean, I've had success in doing it. But the only way that you're going to have success in any of this stuff is to have experienced it in practice, you know? Yeah. And it's surprising. Like, it's surprising how many people have plan A only. Like, lots of times, you know, I'll have a, <clears throat> you know, a coaching appointment with someone and, well, it's blowing, you know, 18 miles an hour. And it's like, what do you want to start at? 28. Hey, if it was Glasscom right now, what would you start at? 28. If it was like... 10 mile hour worse than this. And this was the nationals. What do you, what would you start at? Uh, probably 28. And that's, and that's, you know, and if that's, you know, right or wrong, I think like having one option, having at least plan B is so important because, because it's just that you don't want to get to a tournament and start at 22 off. If you haven't tried 22 off in three years, you know, and that, because again, it takes you out of your rhythm. It puts you in a, in a, in a, in a, in a situation, you, you know, you've never been. And, and I've made that, I made that mistake myself out of worlds where, you know, it was, it was, um, you know, kind of questionable conditions. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to go 28, 35. And, 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 you know, and that was just a, it was like a desperate kind of decision that, you know, saw a few people fall in their opener. I'm like, no, I'm going to go 28, 35. And it, and it was fine. I went 28, 35. You know, and so, so that should have been behind me and, and I should have been absolutely fine for 38, but I wasn't, you know, cause I, I just, I wasn't, I, I wasn't doing a progression that I was at all familiar with. And, and it, and even like, you know, without acknowledging it, it chipped away at my confidence, you know, right. I, I, I did something I would never have typically done. Um, so, you know, practice a couple, I think it's important to have at least two options, you know, have two, if that's. I'm going to start at 28, go 35, or I'm going to start at 22, even, you know, two or three times a summer. Like you just, you don't want to, you, you don't want to make what can be internalized as a desperate move. Um, you know, one that's kind of laced with, 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 um, you know, hints of self doubt, right? Like, you, you know, you, you want to, you want to have plan A, you want to have plan B and, and just practice it. Even if it's once a summer practice it just so, just so when you do go to plan B that you, you know, you don't think you're doing it because you've lost confidence in your, in your skill set. Um, yeah. If you're having to switch, that's, uh, if you're having to switch, yeah. 
if you're having to switch, then you're automatically already out of your comfort zone, right? So mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. you've got to you've got to have, have experienced it to be able to to be able to switch and have confidence. Confidence is everything. When you're when you're doing yeah. this, you gotta have it. Couple like one one thing that just popped in my mind, you know, was um, glare, right? Glare. One thing that, that anybody that lives on a, uh, well, you could do this on a private lake too, but why not go out and free ski into the sun? Go out and make 20 or 30 turns yeah. in a row just to experience it. And, and what I've noticed when you make a lot more turns than normal, you're going to get tired, but you'll be able to work through it. You'll be able to find more efficient movements, but do 20 or 30 cuts because all of a sudden you'll start to, to come up with a game plan on the fly. Sometimes the course is so yeah. overwhelming for your brain that even in that six turns, you might not be able to, to process what's going to help me to, to get over this. Cause all you're looking for is those buoys. So maybe it's, you know, free ski on your, on your lake, you know, into the sun, maybe it's, you know, reverse, reverse ski the course pattern where there's no buoys on the other side so you just pull out the gates on the yeah. right and go through but just experience it so that so that you're there you know i think that's a that's a really really big um you know big factor in in the whole grand yeah. scheme of things you know like you gotta yeah. Yeah. find ways that are safe enough that you feel comfortable um make sure that you have tried things that you're going to accomplish i mean the other thing that i wanted to get at real quick is with wind um, yeah. with wind, it's actually harder sometimes to go longer ropes. So when you have yeah. a lot of, when you have a lot of, um, when you have a lot of water movement and the water's mm -hmm. really bumpy from, from waves and the winds pushing and all of those things, I can tell you that, um, one of the rolliest places I've ever been was at the worlds in, um, uh, China. You know, that, that world yeah. was terrifying. I mean, when we were driving to our hotel oh, room, the water was up to the halfway up the bus. So, I mean, you can imagine that <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, that was nuts and way really. Yeah. And you get to the site and it is, you know, I watched some dudes go out and they ran, you know, they ran, uh, into 41 and I, and I was like, oh, okay. It's not as bad as it looks. And then at 32 off, I'm telling you, I pulled the six ball. And I got around it and I got out the gate and I thought to myself, I don't know how they ran 41. I don't even know if I can <laughs> run 35 off, but you just keep going. And, and interestingly enough, I think as the line shortens it, there's, there's something with the, with the propulsion of you, with the support of the rope that it actually gets, yeah. I'm not going to say easier, but so sometimes more, what more I'm, stable more stable, maybe, you know, more predictable, yeah. whatever that is. I mean, you can't be timid. You have to, you have to attack, but there's something to that. So when, when you're, when you're, so you've listened to us, you know, you've listened to Trent and I here at spray makers and then you're like, okay, I need to experience some of this stuff, you know, have a game plan. I, I don't want you to go to nationals or to a local tournament or to anything. And you, let's just say you always start at 28 off, right? And then you get there and, and, and you're like, oh, well, it's the only way for this to work is that I, I should probably start at 22 off. Oh, wait, I haven't done that in three years. You know, like, yes, theoretically, it's easier to ski 22 off than it is 28. But guess what? It's the rhythm is different. It's taking you out of your day-to-day yeah. -day game plan. 
So like Trent and I have beat up this whole, uh, this whole episode, you know, you've got to practice this. Like, please people, like if you want to, if you want to go out at 22, then, or do 28, 35, I just, most people that start at 28 off 35 off is not a gimme. That is just not yeah. a gimme. So yeah. do you really want to go down the lake with a, with a tailwind that is going to challenge you? That's why you're, that's why you're going to back up and then try to try to opt up to that and then be at your best pass. The second one, like you've got, so you've got to know I've got to be game on right from the beginning because I'm going to have my hardest pass. The second pass, I don't get all these warm ups, or, Oh, well, yeah. I'm going to go out at a pass. I've never skied, but that rhythm's weird. Like how many people do you see do that at events and miss their opener? You know, yeah. and they'll, well, yeah, well, it was sure. well, bud, you also did something you never do, you know, stick yeah. to things that you're confident in, make sure that you have your game plan, but also make sure that game plan is fluid and that when you pivot, whatever you pivot to, you have confidence in, right? Like it's yeah. not, this is not a, this is not a dart throw. This is a calculated, I know my percentages. I know how this is going to play out and I'm going to play the percentage. Do, do you win at blackjack when you play the percentages every time? No, but <laughs> if you take a motion out of it, your best bet is to go with the percentage. So practice, yeah. set yourself up. You can do this. And you be the one that has the game plan when these things happen, whether it's glare, whether it's rain, whether it's it's about to get dark and you're having a runoff in the dark, you know, whether you're having a morning set with your buddies and it's foggy, you know, you got to You got to just have your game plans and be ready to go and have confidence in whatever it is that you choose. Absolutely. And lastly, embrace it. You know, when, when the wind blows up and, and you're standing there with all the guys in the starting dock, you know, whatever tournament it might be, don't, don't, don't call BS and this is garbage. Just be like, just, you know, get hungry for it. it, it you know, if it's some, those are some of the funnest tournaments I can remember is when this, when the conditions were borderline unskiable. Cause it's like, okay, this is different. All of a sudden the pressure is different. All of a sudden expectations have altered, but like, you know, embrace it. That's, that's why you're at a tournament, right? You're, you're, you're not always there to just hit a personal best. You're, you're there for the, for the spirit of the competition. So embrace it, have fun with it. 